I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Yeah, it's too loud, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello, you're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Uh, as always, say hello, Chris Stewart, my brother. Hello. And Andre Canaparo. Hello. My friend. Uh, Wait, this isn't, I'm not, this isn't Tall Tales? Friends <laughs> forever. <laughs> tall tales. I want to be on the one with the cute girl. Like, uh, why I always get invited? Uh, oh, you haven't done that one yet. No, of course not. Why Good do I get invited? To the, I know cute that's girls. For, that's for, that's for uh, Jason's cool friends. This is, this show's for the, yeah, the I do, fat guys he knows. The, uh, he, the, this is my B-team podcast. <laughs> yes. ah, you know, I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> for uh, what, you know. I've been on Tall Tales. <laughs> but, of, course, of course you have. Zach, so far oh, you've come sorry. up. Off the bench pretty strong this season, yeah. <laughs> and uh, some of the guys have had their eye on you. But you know, I yeah. think get a couple more under your belt, <laughs> and we'll see. Maybe you can, uh, you know, maybe do like uh, you know, after we're up by like thirty, we'll bring you in in the fourth quarter <laughs> for for one one episode of Tall Tales. No, we'll do. I, I mean, I didn't even know that you would want to do that, but we'll. F- I don't t- even know what that means. I just know probably more people listen to that. <laughs> oh. well, the analytics haven't is, come in for the week this yet. Is a, this is about food. This is tall tales. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah, it, it is. You are correct about that. It does have more listeners. It's got way more, but you've also been doing it a lot for longer. Four times right? as long. Was, yeah, I've been doing yeah. it. I've been doing it for a long time, and we've cultivated a, a, a larger base. But as the weeks go by with this podcast, I, I'm checking my stats. And Stu is on the rise. Yes, nice. we're definitely not at Tall Tales level, but we are. We are every week. We're making strides. Coming nice. at you, Jaegerman. So, uh. <laughs> so yeah, get in line with with my cute co-host. By the way, there's a long one. It's every, uh, every it's every Anyways, other guy in this room as well. They're in line. All of my friends. This is a, it's a decent looking room. I, know. <laughs> I appreciate. I got a haircut yesterday. Fresh haircut. So, so yeah, you know. I cut my own hair. Yay! Uh, <laughs> I guess we can announce our guest, Zach Brooks. Say hello. Hello. You Hi, are a guy from Food Is the New Rock. Yes. Which is a huge food podcast that's, fantastic podcast i have fooled a lot of people into thinking that yeah <laughs> and, that's, uh, and we're gonna get all into it today are we, how honest are we gonna be on this thing we're not gonna Let's get be real I'm not a good liar. we're not we're not gonna t- <laughs> we're not gonna talk nitty-gritty stats but we're gonna i think we should well, i want to get into it a little bit but i've been trying i mean i've been trying to buy into the whole like fake it till you make it la thing so oh, this yes. is not gonna it's not gonna I don't know what that uh, yeah. means. Oh well, I'm I'm We're doing here. I'm doing the same thing. So anything that would incriminate you would incriminate me as well. So gotcha. We're going to be, do nothing but shine each other's shoes for the next hour. <laughs> nice. Have I mentioned squeak, squeak. that I love your food podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have I that's, mentioned that yet? That's great. We'll all just can give you it a, on your podcast so we can have more people <laughs> listen to our podcast? Just make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Give us a nice rating and review, Zach. That'd be awesome. Yes, I've heard that helps. I've heard that rumor. Um, so you, you've done this podcast before. You're like the second or third yeah, episode. Yeah, guest number two. Guest number two. Guest number two. 
And you are so great. We had to have you back again. And it's then I, I did your podcast a couple months ago. That's right. The uh, the gift guide holiday episode. Oh, that's Pretty right. amazing. Yep. yep. That was a fun one. It was fun. We it reco- was a lot of fun. We recorded it in an ice cream shop. We did. Scoops West Side. Shout out. With, with West Side. I haven't been to the West Side. West Side? It's pretty good. Actually, I've been Love doing... Scoops. You want to hear something I've been doing lately? Mm-hmm. I've been <laughs> buying horchatas, taking them to Scoops, and having them put espresso in them. Delicious. Mm. Whoa. Horchata espresso is delicious. Horchata espresso is delicious, but mm-hmm. I feel like some places they charge a lot of money. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, but if you just buy it, you can buy like a cheap, like the actually the best one I've had. I've had three of them now this week. Three horchatas. Three different ones. Okay. And the best one I've had is you know that Olay horchata. Horchata oh, yeah. Olay. Those are the classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next Which to is, the orange bang. Yeah. Next to the exactly. orange bang. Very green burrito. I got to tell you that horchata mixes extremely well with espresso. It's because it's it's not gritty. It's and, all the chemicales. Yeah. yeah well, right. It's It'd just, be circulating it's just a, in there too. But bring it to scoops for the espresso. And so you because the espresso is so good at scoops. No, you bring it anywhere. Bring it anywhere okay. that pulls a decent. But shot. he, I think it. he happens to but live. But I just know, yeah, I know the dude who owns it, and it's near my house, and they have free Wi-Fi, and so this I know he sense. won't mind me. And they do you pour good free Wi-Fi, and yeah. they pour good coffee there as well. I didn't know that. He it. takes his espresso. I only think of scoops with you know ice cream and, and vegan sorbet and all that stuff. Scoops West Side has great coffee, and then actually the scoops in Chinatown doesn't yeah. scoops Chinatown yeah. have it's Jack. A, from Cognoscenti. Yeah. Cognoscenti. He was yeah. formerly at my restaurant at Could Grow the Net. Oh, That's nice. where he moved to. And yeah. the original scoops, no coffee at all. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I, the only one I go to is the one on Heliotrope. And I don't know it for coffee. It's also the punkest one. It By far. It's the punkest one for it's sure. The coolest. It's the original one. Yeah. But horchata. Horchata. Yeah. Uh, so it's just it's a regular like Olay. Where, where, where's your favorite yeah. horchata in LA, though? Oh, Guisados. That's too hard. I was going to say, it, mine is also Guisados. Guisados. Yeah. Guisados. Yeah. I've had it before. Guisados and cacao. Cacao is an excellent horchata. I never had cacaos. I really enjoyed the Huela Huerta. Huela Huerta? Well, so I wonder. So that one uh, has the. Uh, has wild stuff in has it. Has all the stuff in it, right? Like the. And I got one like that. Well, we should we should tell the listeners at home what the what wild the, stuff is. Yeah, I don't know it's what that like, is either. Well, they, there's a, there's like Brunoise uh, hun, uh, cantaloupe. Oh, is that what it is? That's cheating, yeah. dog. That's a or maybe it's either honeydew or cantaloupe, but like that super authentic. What he's talking about? Super right fine. <laughs> you can't mess with them. <laughs> James Beard nominated. Yes, oh, that's right. Oh yeah, untouchable. But I, when I first I ordered the horchata and, and I. Uh, it, it's like uh, it's white, like horchata or off white or That's whatever. Helpful. Rice white, if it's like a paint color, and then Cocaine they white. pour in like <laughs> a like a cherry syrup of some kind. Oh, that's right. It- it's like a, it's oh, like is it syrup or I think it's supposed to be a scoop of like sorbet or something like that, like pink. Uh, yeah, it's made from the what you were just talking like some kind of fruit, like a melon. Or oh, something, okay. Or some kind of yeah. I don't fruit, I don't even know what it was sorbet. Oh, uh, atun. What's atun? What does that mean in Spanish? Tuna. I have a computer here. Yeah, it's here. definitely. It's made from tuna fish. <laughs> it does mean tuna. It's though. a pink uh, fuck, tuna what fish are you thing. Talking about? So it's like a pink like. Oh, you mean ahi of, tuna? Like uh, a, yeah, I get yeah. it. It's, <laughs> it's like some kind of sorbet, and they put it okay. in, and then it ends up melting and turning the whole thing. And like when a, you do it, it has like an ombre, like iced coffee with the cream kind of feel, so it looks like a undersea jellyfish adventure. And then there's little mini fine brunoise cube of melon on top and then fresh grated ginger 
and you're like, holy shit, bro, this, this, amazing. this horchata is turned up. So I heard I uh, almost I tried not that. horchata in a way. It's like going back. But to when you have it from our discussion, discussion. I was thinking it's like our carbonara discussion. Like it's, maybe it's not horchata at that point. Okay. Yeah, but when I you listen to, I listen to that carbonara. But when so. you have it, <laughs> we can talk about that. But when you have it from a place as authentic as that, you're like, shit. Maybe these maybe motherfuckers are doing it the real right way. That's definitely like I'm pretty sure that's a authentic like Oaxacan. I think with the nuts and like all the stuff in it. And I bought one of those at an, a restaurant near a Mexican restaurant near Scoops Westside, mm-hmm. and tried it. I didn't like it as much with all the mm. stuff. And it was too gritty, and it didn't like. That's the great part about the horchata ole. It's just this like no grit, real solid, like just plain kind of. So it mixes well with the coffee. So you like a, a less silky. gritty. But I'm sure that Gelaguetzo's horchata is way better than the place I bought it right. from. So I was thinking, I'll bet, I'll bet they make scratch. they probably serve espresso there, right? Same. At Gelaguetzo. So I was Lado thinking hmm. that it was going to be part of my uh, my work. People can't see the quotes, that <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, right, right. but I was it, part of my uh, my testing process. I was thinking, but you know, you should really, duty. yes, if you're going to mix something with uh, horchata there, it's. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I'm from Miami. If it's, you want to start doing this... It's mezcal. Papi, papi. You want to talk about mezcal because that's what they're really... You want to talk about horchata cocktails. Oh, yeah. I do. Uh, the Death & Company life. horchata cocktail in New York uh, is by far one of my all-time favorite cocktails. I don't understand why every bar in L.A. doesn't have a cocktail like this. What's all up that's in like it? That's like my, so, my favorite version of a white Russian is always with horchata instead. Right. I mean, that's well, I guess that's pretty... Yeah, I don't even yeah. know. But I, never, you're right. I've never seen it out is ever. Is that the only good Mexican thing in New York? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely... But yeah. wait. Well, I would like to say, though, there's two things going on because there's traditional horchata, which is a blended rice drink with cinnamon, sugar, sometimes nutmeg. Sorry. different. But when you're doing cocktails also, you're kind of taking out the the essence of it. So you're probably straining a lot of that through some kind of cheesecloth and, and bringing that down. So there, you get a traditional horchata, you just don't throw vodka or mezcal in it. You're doing more refined things to it for a cocktail. Just for the listeners. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, I mean you're not, fucking, no, but I think depending we're, I on think the texture kind of, of the drink. didn't do that like in jail. Goes, I feel like it goes back to the whole horchata <laughs> ole plus espresso it's, thing. If you like get the horchata ole, yeah, it is, it it's is a, it's very, way a clear easier liquid. to mix. Right. Yes, it's like, absolutely. Uh, so, because clearly they strain that stuff through cheesecloth. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Cheesecloth yeah. in, in the. I'm assuming there's cheesecloth in the dispenser. Change twice a day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry. It's more like a terry towel. It's uh it's filtered five times through diamonds. Yes. <laughs> Delicious that stuff is. Uh yeah, it's uh so my question is if you're getting this horchata, taking it to an ice cream place to put espresso in it, why don't you tell them to make you espresso horchata ice cream? Uh actually so Matt said he was gonna that that was gonna be a request. Mm. Okay. I inspired that if it does happen. That's great. Yeah, so, Matt was supposed to do this podcast. Matt Kang? Matt Kang. What do you mean supposed to? We I had him scheduled and then he, he canceled? He didn't cancel, but he had a very uh interesting excuse. Excuse? That doesn't seem right. But uh well for listeners, he's the editor of Eater LA and and he and I was like, "Yeah, we're going to we're going to podcast today." And I was like, "Let's do it." Or we're gonna podcast like Thursday, whatever. We pick the day, and we're like seven thirty. Here's my address, and he's like, "All right." And then like seven thirty is there. Eight o'clock rolls around. Eight thirty, 
no show and I'm hitting him up like yo what's up what's up what's up and then he just never came and then I emailed him and he emailed me the next day I was like yo I thought it was I thought you meant 7:30 a.m. and then I was like well I was also home at 7:30 a.m. and you didn't no, I didn't get a, I didn't get a knock on the door then either and he's like yeah. And then that was about it. He made that noise over email. <laughs> <laughs> That's the noise I heard in my head. Just I'm like, assuming this happened after he became editor of Eater because it was you know, a voice definitely uh, absolutely yeah things have definitely changed in uh, well, in that I'm, department since that. Uh, well, promotion things with happened. him and, uh, and this Dude's, podcast have changed. I don't think you, really, I, don't think, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know, but. Uh, a pretty important guy. Uh, I'm, he pretty, has a, he has an important job and, position, and he rules uh, he rules this city with an iron fist. Believe you me. Yeah, uh, you think so? Yes. Slam. No, I don't know. No, no, no. I love Matt. Uh, he gives me his. No, he's a super. Ni- and then like I told him the story, and he was like, yeah. And then like, and then you know I was leaving, and he gave me like ten pints of ice cream, and I was like, shit, man. I mean, and all was forgiven. And all was forgiven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I texted a picture of a garbage bag full of ice cream to my girlfriend, and she's like, on my way. Ice cream, the universal currency. I guess. I don't even eat the stuff. That's crazy talk. I just don't need it in mass amounts. I just need a little bit. Just a little baby child scoop. I'll eat ice cream probably four times a year. And I get congested four times a year. Which is, and usually I only eat vegan ice cream. Oh my god. I mean. (laughs) I'm with you on this. I am a big fan of ice cream. I like I'm ice cream. I'm a big fan of Moshi Malone. It makes me so, feel like shit I like, afterwards. I like something it's, a little cleaner. I don't like a, a real heavy Samesies. cream ice weird. cream. I like something light. I'll eat, I'll eat ice cream if it's delicious. really expensive. Yeah, sure. Or if it's from Thrifties. Yeah. It's got to be one or the other. Uh, I do. I like between. both like spectrums. The, yeah. It's a real rich man, poor man for ice cream. I don't know. I stopped listening after you said it's only vegan ice cream. Are we still talking <laughs> no, about that? No, he said he only said I'll eat vegan ice cream. It's because I just I feel like shit after I eat a bunch of ice cream. Like, it really kills me. I'm not lactose intolerant, but I feel like I turn lactose intolerant after I... Is it because you need to get wasted to eat ice cream, and that's why somehow you've connected that you feel... I get wasted as in W-H-E-Y-A-S-T-E-D. Wow. Wow. Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's very wet. So speaking, you were speaking of horchata... Drinking three different horchatas already this week, and we're only Thursday. <laughs> being part of your being part of your job, <laughs> I am uh, definitely larger since episode two of this podcast. Oh, right on. No Way. question about that. No question about that. Do you that. think no. you've you think you've gained weight in the last oh, two my months? God, I am so fat. Just, <laughs> oh. Yeah. You want to talk about this? this is what you? This is where you want to go with this? Let's go with it, bud. Oh, Let's get into it. So fat. I How's you, your workout regimen going? City so much. Post grill them all episode. New York. New York was so much better. All the walking. Yeah, New York was, but yeah, because of all the walking. Mm-hmm. Like, and I would walk around Midtown for work. Air mm-hmm. quotes. And yeah, I mean, I maintained. I maintained like you didn't gain. I didn't gain. And then you come here, and mm-hmm. it's just I'm not gonna exercise. I mean, I'm look at me. Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, Pilates. The fuck do I, I don't look even like? know what that is? <laughs> Dude, I, I don't exercise. Yeah, I, look at you. Yeah, yeah, well, but you're I, not I've really restaurant size. Like you, you with the hair, him with the exercising. Dude, I'll I haven't stopped moving since I was 15. I work in restaurants. I just constantly run. Right. I run around in circles all day long. Yeah, I have a New York day every day, just walking and walking, going right. tables to tables, tables to tables. No, I'm, you know, I'm do you eat the hot nuts and everything? I do eat the hot nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that helps. So that being part of your job, you I know that you also went on a, a dumpling crawl. 
Yes. Ooh, that you that invited me to that I... That was a killer. That I was sad that I turned it down after I noticed that it was... <laughs> San Very Gabriel? big in the food media world. Yeah, he he texts me. He's like, "Yo, we're gonna I'm gonna go to the San Gabriel Valley. Yep, and we're gonna go on a dumpling run, eat like five different restaurants of dumplings." And I was like, I can't, oh, "I'm so I can't do that. I'd love to do that, but like it, it wasn't right for the day." And then like a month later, it's in Lucky Peach, and then he's on KCRW oh. talking about it. And the I was dumpling like, "Crawls in Lucky Peach." In the, yeah, their new yeah. website. Their blog. Yeah. It, was nice. dum- it was Dumpling Month on their website. So. Right on. Uh, Dumpling month on their website or in the world? In the whole world, the whole it was it was definitely so a lot of dumplings. February is Black History Month and Dumpling Month. Yes, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, by design. Yeah, Dumpling Month. I really don't think dumplings need their own month. Yeah, squidding dumplings. I I think they definitely do. By the end, did you just make a black? Yeah, I I combined it. Squidding dumplings. Black History Month. Yeah, sounds great. Stewie. Uh Oh, good for you. Popped in my head. Usually, it's like the safe of marshmallow. Just pops in my head. It's better than the fried chicken and watermelon dumplings, for sure. <laughs> you definitely went the classier way. Foodisthenewrock.com no is the high road, side. Stu. He took the high road. <laughs> so what What was on the dumpling? Uh, so it was... <laughs> it was... Uh, yeah, so Fung, uh, 101. So Din Tai Fung was at the end. 101 okay. did not make the cut. Oof. Yeah, not good enough. Not good enough. Was it like was it Baijiao centric? Was it like soup dumpling centric? No, no, no. It was actually it was every so it was like one every place had a different kind of dumpling. So I didn't know I was going to be quizzed on this. So now I forgot. No, no, no. Not to put you on the spot. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it started with the it started with dim sum at Elite. Okay. And uh, nine different dumpling places. Jeez. Uh, Ten if you include Chengdu Taste, but. Because oh, yeah. I needed to put something for like the I, Szechuan jump off. If you gotta have uh, you gotta have um, wontons and chili oil on your yes. dumpling crawl, and Szechuan uh, Chengdu Taste makes the best ones in the San Gabriel Valley here in LA. The most numbingness. Uh, but at lunchtime, which is when this according dumpling to crawl, a table full of white guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jonathan Gold. Yeah. <laughs> Let's throw that white guy. Also into, a white guy. Um, the whitest but it, you know it's all it's too crowded, and this dumpling crawl was uh, you know very regimented. I mean, nine dumplings, four hours. I think it ends up taking. So you start at eleven, <laughs> and it ends at like two thirty. Uh, I am and, so I'm so sad I missed. And this, it's like serious, this is something I, mean, I would real jump serious on business. so quickly. How, how many people went with you on this journey? Oh, uh, you need four people, no more, no less. Oh, uh, it's got to be. It's got to be four. Really? You gotta, it's got to have one. You got to do one car. A four top per table, right? You got to do one car. That it's got to be a four sense, top, actually. right? You have to do four top. Five people. You're That's not gonna sh- like. You're not gonna get a table. Three people. Not enough people to eat the dumplings. Like too many. Because all uh, every dumpling order, uh, it's always four dumplings or eight to ten dumplings. Okay. So if yeah, you have yeah. four dumplings and five people, mm. you, you can't you're, fucking cut that shit you're out. out. Eight dumplings, five people doesn't work. Right. Three people, ten dumplings, too many dumplings. Like yep. for like by right. the end, you would. Fatty's got to eat yeah. the second one. So you got to have four people, and it was no, pretty serious. Yeah. So it started with dim sum, and then um, went to uh, you know a couple places that do like pan fried bao kind of. Things and then uh, there's um, soup dumplings that uh, the the giant soup dumpling that you have to drink with the straw that Jonathan Gold wrote yep. about. I don't know if it, sure. So that That's place ridiculous. is on there, and then um, there were uh, you know just boil like boiled dumplings. Um, there's one place called Omar. I'm gonna mispronounce this, but Omar Zhaojing Halal, mm. which is famous for a lamb. It's almost more of like a 
a meat pie, but it's like a large fried dumpling. I don't know if you went is it, there. Is it like round? Yeah, it's so, almost like a it's like a small. Yeah, moon. we didn't go to Omar's, but we got those at uh, a place called uh, King Dow Bread Company. I've never been. Um, which I'm does these like writing this uh, down. They're like hockey pucks. Yeah, yeah, and they're pan fried on each side. Yep, and uh, they've got you can either get them with lamb and scallion Ooh. or lamb and zucchini yep and they're both delicious and they they have like a little bit of soup in them too inside yeah so yeah, they're a like bit. this giant yeah like a little bit of liquid so, so a thicker wall very thick wall okay. yeah and uh i feel like yeah you know uh, unlike soup dumplings i feel like those meat pies that have that liquid it's almost more from the rendering of the meat filling and the way that they're boiled and then fried Supposed to like actually injecting a liquid because it's not like it's not a huge explosion in your yeah. mouth, but it is a very juicy, delicious meat pie. Yeah, these were definitely. And I watched another guy. At a, I watched a guy at another table eat them, and he actually put them. It doesn't look like you could put it in a spoon like you do with right. soup No, yeah, but I watched him big. do it, and ah. he took a bite, and the juice kind of went into the spoon, yeah. and it's like nice. <sighs> Nice. Getting hungry. Nice My dumpling day. game is not that strong, guys. I, mine fine. wasn't either That's before this true. thing. It is now. You're a dumpling man. I mean, I like eating them, but my knowledge is not. They're fun no. to make. Yeah, I've never I, made. Uh, I did a little dumpling so experimentation pinch, in my pinch, younger pinch, days. Pinch, pinch, uh, pinch. Yeah, a little, really? little mm-hmm. shumai action. Yep. Crab yes. rangoons, if those mm-hmm. count. <laughs> yeah, that'll. <laughs> sure. No, a little before our time. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Crab Rangoon is one of those the, one of those '80s jams that still, if you get a fried wonton skin with cream cheese in the middle of it, it is, that is delicious. It is, and you dip it in like the yeah. sugary, oh, sweet and sour, yeah, sour and sweet and sour sauce, or a little duck sauce if you're lucky. You mentioned you you spent some time in Boston, lived in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Like, crab, crab Rangoon just crab Rangoon runs and, runs the Chinese and restaurants in Boston. Crab Rangoon and Peking ravioli. percent. Yep. Uh, God, I love oh. both Peking delicious. Raviolis. Both very delicious. They're basically uh, what is a Peking they're, ravioli? They're basically pan fried pot stickers. Yeah. Uh, like the, sure, yeah, like pan fried. I love um, this, and you know the slightly thicker skin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know pork in the middle. Uh, super hmm. delicious. I think it's a way Feels of like Joe very <laughs> and great general and great general so's chicken, which you cannot get anywhere here. It's very sad. Oh yeah, what's up with that documentary about the so's chicken? So good. I haven't seen it. The search for General So. So good. Yeah. So good, yeah. Did you do so that on purpose? Good. I did not do that on purpose. No. I'm not good with the puns. If I do it, it's accidental. I missed That's it. Jason's thing. I missed it yeah. just now, but now hearing it again. Outstanding. All I got is words. Uh, yeah, that movie, it's based on this book, uh, one of my like favorite books I've ever read. Um, really? Yeah, by Jennifer Eight Lee, who used to be a writer for the New York Times. and she Jennifer Eight Lee? Yeah. She New York this, Times. She wrote Never this heard book, of it. Uh, <laughs> Her middle name is Eight, and she's a food writer. Yeah, she's Asian. Oh, no, she's not. She's not a food writer. Oh, okay. She just wrote for the New York Times, and she wrote this book called Fortune Cookie Chronicles. That was just a kind of a book where she went on the search for where fortune cookies came from, and then throughout oh, the yeah, book, book, there's Garden all Grove. these. So that's like kind of the through line of the book, but then it takes on all sorts of things, like why do Jews eat so much Chinese food. Uh, what's mm. general? What is General So's chicken? Like it's basically just the history of Chinese food in America, mm-hmm. and then also about how Chinese food is the most exported cuisine in the world. So basically, every country in the world has their version of Chinese food, like has some kind of Chinese food, okay. and then you can't say that about any other any other cuisine. And some of them are so unique that I mean, some of them you can actually now get here. 
in the like if you think about it here in the states, um, like Korean Chinese food is a thing that you can get in Koreatown. So Judging, like, yeah, oh, yeah, like so the, what they consider. So it's kind of like how here in the in America Chinese food is like orange chicken, chicken and yeah. egg rolls and whatever. Yeah. That's like American Chinese food. And then jajamian and uh, sweet and sour chicken mm-hmm. is like Korean Chinese food. And like every, there's like every... New York, hmm. Boston have a very clear like <laughs> through so, thread of like... It's so good. It's so good. Or, uh, chicken fingers with lemon sauce. <laughs> chicken like fingers. always... Chicken always fingers has with lemon this sauce? Is, uh, you yeah, know what? Yeah. I gotta... I gotta this, uh, this, maybe this story is boring to everybody, but no, I have no, to no, tell it. I have to tell it. my friend Mark from Wista. We'll punch it up for you. He talks about chicken fingers. You say Wista? Worcester's Wista? Wista. Wista. Wista guy. There was this fantastic all you can eat Chinese food buffet uh, near the Alewife station in Cambridge mm-hmm. uh, on the red, on the red line called Aku Aku. It sure, was like a sure. Polynesian. Say, it yeah. got taken over by uh, um, Al Qaeda. Boston mob got taken over by that that seafood <laughs> place. Uh, Jasper White's uh, Jasper White's something shack. Uh, we only summer know, shack. We only have summer shack. Gump out anybody, here. anybody who lives in Boston will know it's the no su- summer it's, shack. It's now the summer shack, but it, it was a kuaku, this great all-you-can-eat mm-hmm. Chinese food buffet. And I would always go there with my buddy uh, Dan, and it, we'd go like once every six months, to, sober every time, to remind ourselves why we only went six months every once every six months because it just. Oh, oh that's like soup dude, plantation for us. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> so we went with our good friend Joanne Brady and. Um, we go and we we go to get the all you can eat buffet and she walks up and down the buffet and is like they they don't have chicken fingers yeah and we're like it's fine dude like just get the other shit on the buffet <laughs> and she's like no they don't have chicken fingers I'm ordering chicken fingers and it was literally the most ashamed I've ever been all you can eat <laughs> to like have somebody pay the price I don't know like you can pay eat place. the buffet yeah. and then order something off the menu on top of it, and we've made fun of her pretty much ever since. <laughs> <laughs> this loves, aggression lo- will not stand. She loves chicken fingers. Good, she loves good. them. She loves them. A lot of people do. Yeah. And so this person was five at the time. Shout out to Aku Aku. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fully grown, twenty-year-old uh, girl. Yeah. Oh, Had to have the chicken fingers. There ain't nothing fully. Good Obviously, about on an expense account, if she's buying chicken fingers <laughs> after the price of the all. Very thin buffet. too. Very Must. thin too. I know you guys are. <laughs> Lehman Brothers, I'm guessing. I know you guys are picturing uh, a girl as fat as me, but uh, ah. she... Uh, no, I feel like chicken fingers are the food of skinny people who eat, can eat whatever they want. They're just like... On the go. Like, because like... Cause like I, I feel like skinny people who eat like shit will, will eat like chicken McNuggets. But then like fat people, like they find... They like... There's we'll a, also eat chicken McNuggets. I don't well, know. I feel, like, I feel like they will obviously eat it, but like... Who do you think the 20 box is for? <laughs> like... But wait, the, uh, the, chicken, fingers, the, the chicken fingers I'm describing too are on a lot of Chinese menus in New York and on the East Coast. And well, that's just called like a chicken Hampshire, foot. Not chicken feet. <laughs> Not not the the dim sum style chicken feet, but no, like chicken fingers will be on a menu and it will I, not look like yeah. Okay, I know what you're good, talking good, about. Right. I know exactly I what you're you talking about. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like it would look like something I mean, like imagine lemon imagine chicken imagine sweet buy. and sour chicken in your mind. Imagine exactly. that, right? Perfect. Exactly. Now remove the sauce. 
Uh, we're not talking about figures. We're not talking about not dino nuggets here. Yeah, Something like, that you like no, just Swanson one, doesn't make this. And the and the places in New York, they they're usually long, a little longer. They're not like the little yeah. nubs. They're the, the kind of longer pieces. half nub, half strip. But it's still that. It's not that like uh, that breadcrummy kind of chicken. Right, right, right. It is the battered, yep. deep fried, so like, and then you sweet and, and then you dip chicken. it. Yeah. Type of okay, but okay. I don't see it anywhere outside of the East Coast Chinese food re- restaurants to me. Like I never see that. Like they have that. That that's how they do the the sweet and sour chicken in the in the Korean Chinese places. Right. You get yeah, the, the, the sweet and sour sauces either. I don't. Why can't you get a good egg roll? I don't, I don't know. know. This shouldn't be hard. This shouldn't. No, be just give me a cheese slice. Oh, oh, it's, uh, terrible. It's good. Oh. But there's nothing wrong with regionalism. No, not no, when, I no, totally no, agree with that. I, I agree with that for a lot of things, but not when it comes to egg rolls because <laughs> there is not because what they rolls. what they I'll call draw the fucking line of what rolls. they call what they call egg rolls here are always those shitty spring rolls that have just a little bit of cabbage and carrot in it and they're tiny and they're never good. They're never good. Like if it was the best spring roll I've ever eaten, fine. But like yeah. no Chinese food restaurant here makes good egg roll spring roll things. Like none you of have, them. You they're have yet terrible. to find one. All terrible. Egg roll that you enjoy. All terrible. Really? Hmm. I feel like That's after upsetting. last what a week bummer. and this week, it is a bummer. We've, talking, we've been talking a lot about Asian foods. I we were going to well, talk about podcasting. Talking. I thought so, too. We, we should talk. Yeah, we, well, you know you know how we get we get all riled up and get to going about dumplings. And, I will say. Oh, how the time she plays. I listened to the episode with. Uh, David Cho. With David Cho. Last week. Which was great. You liked it? I did like it. Great. And, uh, but I will say, uh, if you're going to say. You love something, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't start off by saying, I cannot recommend blah. Which oh. is what happened during the podcast. He was talking about something, and I was totally following him, and I was like, everything this guy says is awesome. Yeah, he, the yeah. duck, the everything he was talking about he was, was amazing. He was, and then he's like, you guys start talking about olive oil, and he's like, I cannot recommend California ranch olive oil which is what i buy and love Huge and then fan. it was like enough and i'm like oh oh you can't <laughs> recommend it enough all right yeah. oh, that makes sense <laughs> because my head was like about to explode and i don't know if he like said it really slow or like he paused <laughs> he's a writer dude but i know? almost like flipped out i was like i was my it was gonna just crumble he's and creating peaks and valleys oh you're like i realized how terrible a thing that is to say, if you ever use that phrase, it's really not. That's a, a good reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very much. It's like a. It's like a Family Guy joke where like somebody's in the hospital and be like, he's not going to make it, and then like they start crying and then he's not going to make, and then it turns into something. The Olympics I, this year. Yeah, he's not going to. But make he it. will yeah. next year. He will survive. Yeah, he's, yeah. That kind of vibe. That's yeah. a strip. Well, I'm glad you like that episode. That's all. I'm just trying to you know push other episodes so people are. Listening to this, but go they backwards. Listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Dig, dig deep. Podcasting one hundred and one, dude. Dig deep Always into- mention old episodes. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Archives, bro. Um, well, let's talk about your podcast. Food is the new rock. Sure. How long yeah. have you been doing it for? Uh, two years, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. One hundred and thirty something episodes. How do you possibly get those guests? How the fuck do you it's get insane. those guests? I try to curb my cussing, but how the fuck do you get those guests? Dude? It's amazing. Jesus Christ. It's, uh, I, don't, I don't mean that as a diss. It's just like, it is really impressive. It's all uh, smoke and mirrors. Damn, uh, dog. None of them are real. We get impersonators. Is that a new street drug I've never heard of? Uh, <laughs> well, let, let's I mean, go. I don't, do I want to give away my secrets? No, I don't no, do no, 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 no. It's no, just no. like. Yes, please no, do. No, I mean, it's. Uh, it, it's hustling. I don't know. And honestly, like I've heard so many no's 
And yeah. like, I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. And yeah. I will go anywhere. I don't know. And you're real, doing it all have, by yourself. I don't have a real job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Listen, I mean, I will go anywhere. Daddy's got the time. You know, so like, if you need me to go to, and it's not like, oh, you know, come here at this time and we'll, I mean, if, if I need to go somewhere, drive somewhere. Mm-hmm. Get an eight-hour yeah, window yeah, like, to so wait to get on a tour bus for ten minutes. You'll yeah, do so it. that's definitely yeah, All right, well, I'll, I'll it, run down some some people who have been on your podcast. Just just a few names that jump out to me. Mike D., Roy Choi, <laughs> Jonathan Gold, David Chang, uh, Marcus Samuelson, these Duff all, Goldman. These were all like two years ago. We haven't. I'm had starting any, at the we bottom. Haven't had any good guests? Bitman, like Ludo Lafitte, Ludo Duff Goldman. <laughs> That's a funny one. Yeah. Action Bronson. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, That's so let's, let's talk about action. Let's talk about Bronsolino. Um, <laughs> ah, okay. Let's. Uh, he. So he. I got him. That was the luckiest podcast I've ever gotten. Yeah. It was my favorite one by far. Huh. Uh, well, for our listeners, Action like, Bronson is this big, larger-than-life rapper who... There is nobody listening to this podcast who doesn't... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right? so true. I mean, isn't your audience... I mean, that's like, right? That's no. true. I guess like, you're right. You're right, right about that. Or we would hope, hope so. so. We I would, mean, I was like, do you guys listen jinx. to, uh, do you guys listen to uh, the Startup Podcast? Which is yes. great if you're into oh, that's like right. Alex starting Bloomberg. In. And I, he was like, he did an episode where he was like, ex- he said something about Serial, the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I, he's like, I don't have to explain Serial to anybody. Yeah, halfway- Obviously, everybody who listens to this podcast knows what Serial is. Actually, you know what? Maybe you don't. If there is somebody out there <laughs> yeah. who doesn't know what Serial, the podcast is, but is listening to this podcast, Email me. I want to know who you are. Yeah, I want to know your weird. story. Because that's weird. And a bunch of people emailed them that's saying funny. that they and they put those people on the podcast. All right, for them. we're going to do that for this cute. episode Action right now. Bronson. If you don't know who Action Bronson is, mom, uh, <laughs> email me. <laughs> tell me why. Thursday, mom, we'll see you at the podcast. Dude, I wouldn't be that surprised. If mom knew who Action Bronson was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she probably does. But like deep in the social, so I feel like too. I feel like with so food much. podcasting, there's so many just. Question mark. You have no idea who's listening to your podcast. I'm mis- I mean, I'd like to assume it's just a bunch of like true. 40-something housewives yes. who just stumble upon it. And then next thing you know, they're like, oh, dear Lord, what have I gotten myself into? That is definitely what people are. I'm, is anybody still listening at this point? Yes. This right now? Of course. I hope so. Podcasts are We just terrible. got fired they up. really are terrible. No way. No, you you listen- said you listened I mean, to this kidding. episode last week and you loved it. <laughs> Only because I was coming on the show tonight and I wanted <laughs> yeah. to be able to talk You're about something duh, and pretend bro. like I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, I don't listen to podcasts. They're terrible. I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> who has time to listen to a podcast? This shit's, I'll bet this thing's going to be You like just said you don't have a job. What do you drive all the time, you said, right? Well, yeah, I, I don't live in LA have time. I'm not going to lie. I don't listen to a lot of food podcasts because I like love – I work in restaurants. I, now I co-host one. Like <laughs> The last thing I want to do on my downtime is listen to another like, right, right, food-related right, right, right. thing. So I must, most listen to comedy and sports-based podcasts. Well, that is – and that's, uh, that's something that uh, your brother and I are trying to change. Well, I mean, I'm is, here uh, too, dog. Because it's <laughs> we're bridging it's the gap. Yeah, because yeah. it's true. I mean, that, you know, that's obviously like podcasting is comedy, public radio. You know, are the biggest podcast because yeah. comedy is 
just made for I mean you want yeah, to yeah. listen to comedians talk every comedian right. small and large and everyone in between has a podcast and, and then public radio is just the best audio content that's being created in the world today is public radio so yeah. this American life and you know all that stuff I mean radio and lab even right and even serial even serial and <coughs> and the startup podcasts are those aren't public radio but they're made by people who come from mm, public that's radio true. Right. except for and the two car aesthetic. guys click and clack not a fan of the car guys I'm just kidding R.I.P. Um, any anybody who listened through our uh, Boston talk and enjoyed it now hates you. That's fine. Right. I mean, no, I, it's I'm a just I like that. for sure because if you work at Walmart for forty plus hours a week, you can't just put on a podcast in the middle day because you're a graphic designer working from home mm-hmm. in L.A. I mean, it's, it's definitely you know, there's a. But uh, it, also, if you're working difficult. if you work at Walmart, you're not going to donate to Tall Tales yeah, Podcast. No. <laughs> okay, but if you're a graphic designer, yeah. bring it do in. You guys, do you, do you take donations on your website? We don't do that. I take donations on Tall Tales, yes, because we don't have any sponsorship or anything. And so, have, I mean, can we talk about this? Like, does it, does <laughs> yeah. it work? Does it work? Uh, it it covers. The very low amount of money I spend on bandwidth. It's. I mean, I. I, I don't like make hosting. You mean? Bandwidth? Yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't. Bandwidth is what people call their time now. I don't know if you know that. But <laughs> I didn't. Something know that. that people use that term. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't my, have enough bandwidth for that. This my, month, but maybe next month I'll be able to help like, you out with your project. Like a write-off. <laughs> like rollover minutes. Ah. Yeah, like it, it, it definitely at least covers my hosting fees and everything for the website for the server for all that stuff. And but I'm definitely not making money off of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll you know I'll make you know it's hardly less than a hundred dollars a month off of it probably. Right. But that's I mean, but the fact that you weren't like less than twenty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely, that's... and it's and it and that one is slowly growing to the point where. Ideally, I can get to the amount of downloads where I can start looking into advertising. Do you use uh, like Patreon or one of those things, or what do you use, or just PayPal, like PayPal donations? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm thinking about exploring the Amazon click through. What's that? Oh, oh, where you tell people to buy things using your click through thing? Yeah. yeah, you just have a, a banner on your website. And Is they... Adam and Eve knocking at your door? When mm-hmm. I first started doing my my other po- tall, tall Tales podcast, Adam and Eve emailed me. That's amazing. And What's Adam and Eve? <clears throat> it's like a sex... Oh, don't play that game. <laughs> it's don't a, play that Adam, game. Adam Crowley. It's, a, it's an adult... and three kids. Well, like like two or three years ago, they advertised on every podcast. Right. It's it's like an adult website store. Like, it's where you go and buy dildos and condoms and lube and stuff like that. Got it. The kind of people who know who Action Bronson is. <laughs> yeah, that kind, of, that kind of audience. Hi, Mom. Yeah. Uh, and they, they hit me up and they're... But, the deal that they gave me was not awesome. It, it was like a commission-based thing. It wasn't a flat rate. It wasn't like, right. we're going to give you five grand a month for you to plug us. It was like, anytime they say your name, they type your code into the website, That's right. you get like Check one... Telltales, adamandeve.com for yeah, a special yeah. gift. You get 10% off your, your first dong, and I get... <laughs> One seven hundredth of a penny for every transaction. Like, so I'm just going to be whoring myself out on this podcast every yeah. week, and I'm going to get a check for three dollars and seventy one cents at the end of the year. It's just not worth it. Free loop? Nothing? Maybe a little free okay. loop. You know, we're still in talks. <laughs> well, I got to say, when I started my food, when I started Midtown Lunch, like I don't know, eight or nine years ago, 
uh, like the food blog. You know, it was like in early days of food blogging. There were all these companies trying what to. What year was that? It was 2006. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, all these companies were trying to like scoop up food blogs and throw <laughs> advertising on them. And some people gave out, you know, small amounts of money and some people gave out large amounts of money. Burger King. And like but like like it wasn't Burger King, but <laughs> <laughs> it was like com- it was like ad sales companies. All yeah. these ad sales companies mm. popped up and and so we signed a deal where this company basically gave us they gave us a guaranteed CPM for all of our traffic, which if you know anything about like web advertising, is like kind of unheard of now, like nowadays. Could you explain but back then? Yeah. It's basically what that means like CPM is limits. cost per thousand, so it's the amount of money they'll give you for every thousand ads that pop up on your site. So every page view you get is one thousand page views <laughs> would be like so. If you got a five dollar CPM, that means for every thousand page views that you got where that ad showed up, you would get five dollars. So they gave guaranteed CPM for all of your ad space, whether they sold it or not. So their business model was, you know, you could go in the open market and sell this for $10, a $10 CPM. We'll give you $5 guaranteed, and then we'll turn around and sell it for 10 and make our profit mm-hmm. like by selling it. Right. And it got... Sites, the, the glory days it got, of the internet. Right, it got large sites like mine to sign up for their service, and they were able to like get all this traffic and then sign up a bunch of different sites and combine all that traffic so then they could go to large advertisers and be like one of the big guys. And none of it worked. It all kind of fell apart. All those deals went away. Guys like me made good money from – not good money but made could make a living from it for a number of years. Like, Great. Um, and then what happened was is that the – you know, as as – Fewer and fewer people could make money doing it. There's less and less food blogs out there. You see there f- nobody's food blogging anymore. Five years ago, there were like millions That's of food true. blogs. Now, no one can make any money from it. You can't, you know, and so very few people still do it. We're forced to Instagram. And then the sites that still exist that make money, like an eater, those sites became so large. Those blogs, yeah. you know, became so large and had their own sales staff selling ads for them. And so they were able to persevere and make money. And huh. now they've become brands that are no different than any other. Web. There's no such thing as like a blog anymore. Right. They're just they're just a website. Like you know, mm-hmm. like like it's a food portal. Yeah. There's no difference at this point between Eater.com and New York Times Food.com. <coughs> like right. they're two different brands putting out food content. You know, you might think one does a better job than the other. Or, you know, it's a news but source. In the end, it's you know the way that people consume. Media now, everybody's consuming stuff online, so you have content online. So podcasts are the same thing. Right now we're in those early 2006 days of podcasting where there are these companies popping up, you know, giving podcasters some money. and there are po- Mail champ. You know, there are some podcasters making money. But in the end, once, once you can listen to audio content in your car in an easy way, like once – you know, broadband or 4G or 5G or whatever the fuck, you know, whatever it's called. Like <laughs> Earth once you have, CompuServe, yeah, once you it. once you it. basically <laughs> have everything in your car, then podcasting there's there's not going to be any podcasting is not going to mean anything. It's going to be like blogging. Like podcast may refer to that thing where four guys would sit in a room and shoot the shit about nothing for an hour and 15 minutes, not produce anything, put it up online, and people would download it. Whoa, so the whoa, same whoa, thing whoa, about whoa. Seinfeld. Hey, come on. 
the same way that blogs were people posting a weblog of information in reverse chronological order from newest to oldest, <laughs> you know, and it usually had a personal voice, you know, and whatever. Like, that's kind of what blogging... So how much longer do you think podcasting has as well, a single tear falls from my face? As a, no, no, but that's the thing is that the people who started early, the, the guys like, you know, Nerdist and and Mark Marin and... Uh, Stewart, the list goes on. <laughs> yeah. like, all, like those are the ones, those guys are going to become like the eaters of... Right. Of the, where they've, they've, built, built, their they've built up a large enough brand that once, you know, the content is readily accessible to everybody... Then, like maybe that person in Walmart who works at Walmart, like, is going to listen to Mark Marin like on their drive to work because it doesn't involve like taking time to download something onto your right. super expensive phone and then buying like a cord that plugs your phone into your car's stereo sure. or whatever the hell it is. It's called the aux cord. Like, yeah, so and that's where fire lives. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, we're you know that's what we're all hoping for is that to build up a big enough audience so that when. But I mean, for when the day of reckoning of, <laughs> <laughs> arises, the rapture. <laughs> yeah, the pod. I, yeah, iTunes rapture three point two is going to come. Will you be? Which side of the road will be you be on, brother? Down for the clown. Is there room for us on the ark on the pod ark? I hope so. I mean, that's the question. Is like, what's going to be the food? I mean, right now, if you look at radio, food radio has been kind of relegated to, like. Little stupid bits on morning radio shows that are just designed to get free food from restaurants in their neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, and public radio food shows that air on Saturday or Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Like with usually a female host talking about recipes. Yeah, and, very true. You know, interviewing. Like, and those shows are fucking great. I mean, like Evan Kleiman, Good Food, great. That's Love my it. G right there. Yeah, such a good show. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, but like. But it's also people just saying. Tell me about rhubarb. Oh, that sounds great. Well, it's very much an NPR model. So yeah. you look at that. I mean, if you looked at... Shreddy uh, balls. If you looked at the the food landscape now, I mean, I would say that's kind of like, um, you know, the food and wine magazine or Bon Appetit mm-hmm. of, you know, food. Mm. But now there's Lucky Peach, and Lucky Peach has become this huge thing. So the question is, like, what's going to be... The, yeah. the or the, that's what I've been asking myself. Like, what's going to be the Lucky Peach version of food audio? Because that hasn't happened yet. Well, I mean, well, I, that's why I'm probably. Here. I'm assuming. Welcome to it, motherfucker. That, you know, <laughs> say it again. I'm assuming they'll just probably put their. You know. Well, here's the thing. So. The oh yeah, that's true. I'm sure Lucky I mean, Peach probably is working on something. I mean, there's I mean, a. I know there's a writer for Lucky Peach. This fellow named Richard Parks. Yeah, I who I was to, emailing with today. Richard, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's starting his, and his is like this episode. We're going to go to New York. Then we're going to go to China. It's like very much reporting, like a Vice or. or so he writes for Lucky Peach. Exactly. Hopefully, he, hopefully that podcast doesn't get a virus. Yeah. I know. Uh, no. Um, yeah, Friend I mean, so that definitely, I mean, I know that's, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see when his podcast launches. Like, very well like, produced, not in yep. the format that we're in, like, interview-based or educational-based, just, like, kind of reporting. And, and so the real problem is, is, I mean, you can attest to this, like, doing a weekly podcast is fucking hard. Like, it is hard. It's a lot of work, like, yeah. to, yeah. you know, to, like... <clears throat> get together record it like once you add like quality production mm-hmm. like that's part of the reason why food is the new rock i mean it's not that we have shitty production but it's part of the reason why food is the new rock doesn't have production like doesn't have like a lot of production it's not a heavily produced 
show was because like I thought a long before I launched the podcast like I thought a long time about what kind of podcast I wanted to do and I cycled through like all sorts of ideas and my initial idea was like okay food is a new rock 10 minutes you know 20 minutes talking to a chef about music 20 minutes talking to a musician about food and 20 minutes of me at Coachella talking to people about what food they're eating you know mm-hmm. ah sounds like a great show right that's a two month production how right the there. fuck am I gonna yeah. do that every week like <laughs> I can't do that every week like yeah. and so once I saw like what guys like Mark Marin were doing what Nerdist was doing I was like this is really cool it's a great model because you know just getting a cool guest and shooting the shit for 45 minutes about topics you're interested in, like that is e- that's a lot easier. Can be very compelling and yeah. easy to produce. Now, yeah. that being said, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm not Mark Marin, like, so, mm-hmm. you know, the, I... For I mean, better and for worse, my friend. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I think that we, I think what's great about Food is the New Rock is we talk to chefs just about music and we talk to musicians just about food. Mm. So the, the guests themselves tend to be excited to talk about what they're talking about because they never get to talk about that stuff. And so we get to get the we get to get guys like Action Bronson. I mean, he's he's not a good example because he does so much food right. stuff. But yes. you know, we get uh, Mike D like talking about food. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's excited to do that because no one ever asks him that. That makes sense. And it does. It's not me like. Turning to a musician and being like, "Oh, what's the what, what was the inspiration for your latest album?" Like, and then answering the same questions over right. and over and over. Mm-hmm. Now, whether people want to listen to a chef talk about music or a musician talk about right. food, that's a different question. And it gets people excited. Well, I mean, listen, it's funny when I started the podcast, everyone was like. I, I, in my mind, was like, what's great about this idea is you get people who are into food and music. So you can market it to food people, and they'll be interested in it. And you can market it to music people, and they'll be interested in Music blogs will write about it, and food blogs will write about it. And then somebody I was friends with was like, uh, no. Like, actually, you're going you're gonna to make your audience smaller because you're – Basically taking two niches and making it even more of a niche. Like <laughs> yeah. someone who's into music but isn't into food is not going to give a shit. Mm. And someone who's into food but doesn't know anything about music is not going to care about listening to a chef, you know, someone talk. So well, okay, you're well, basically talk you're, about food. <laughs> you're only, yeah, you're only yeah. getting the people who are into both. So you're actually even more of a niche. And I was like, Fuck, you're absolutely right. That, yeah. that's, like, that is true, but luckily there are a lot of fatties who are into music. <laughs> and when the, the smaller the niche gets, the more engage of an audience you have. So there's no question. I mean, you're, you want to be my sales guy? I mean, this is the pitch we make <laughs> yeah. when we sell the podcast. And it's why we get such great guests. That's like one of the reasons we get such good guests is because – the guests themselves are Rene Redzepi. Yeah, we just yeah, had Rene, him on. Yeah, Rene Redzepi. Like he, um, Lars Ulrich wrote the foreword to his second cookbook. Oh wow! <laughs> like so, yeah. I mean, he was excited to come in and like talk about music, like the music they listened to at the restaurant during prep. Like, like very into Norwegian and black metal. Like, yeah, so I pickled my strawberries listening to and Emperor. Then all, and then it also helps that we got good guests from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people when we started the podcast, a lot of my friends were like, Yeah, just just get like it doesn't fucking matter. Just get like friends of yours who are in bands and practice. Just and, get it going. Yeah, yeah, just get it going. Like mm-hmm. just do you know, and I 
was really nervous about doing that because I've seen so many web projects at that time where people started things and inter- you know where they interviewed people or did whatever and the first like 10 or 20 people they got were like nobodies and then I'm like eh, you know what you get pigeonholed and then people go and look at your site and I'm like, I don't know who any of these people mm-hmm. are nice. so I was like I don't want to do this unless we can get good people and I was lucky enough that um, the dudes from Immaculate Infatuation do you know that site um, Andrew Steinhall and Chris Stang they're two New York guys they're no. uh, they worked for record labels like doing a and r marketing for years like one of them worked at atlantic and the other one worked i can't remember but they were music like record label guys who were basically eating out with all these artists right who are also taking visiting artists to the best restaurants right and they they love and they love food and it got to the point where every one of their friends they became those guys everybody in new york has a friend that they always go to for restaurant recommendations sure i mean definitely more before the internet than now but Chicken you know, fingers. Yeah, you would have the guy that you would call up and be like, yo, got a first date. I want to mm-hmm. spend this amount of money in this neighborhood. Give me the place. And they would tell you. That's like fine. your own personal zag. So these guys were those guys for like all their friends in New York plus musicians. And it got to the point where they were like, fuck it. We're just going to put all this shit on a website because none of the food blogs or anybody that's writing about food today – writes about the kind of shit that we want to know about. We want to know when your mom's in town, what kind of place should yeah. you get her to take you to because it's too expensive for you to afford, but <laughs> she'll also like, you know, like, so they categorized all their restaurants in that kind of way like and nice. wrote about the kind of places that, <clears throat> so culinary and, fixers. That's a good aggregate. Right and, there. A, and a year or two ago, they quit their jobs at the record label to do immaculate. Infa- and they changed it to infatuation.com. Um, uh, and they now do that full time, and I think we're gonna have them on the podcast at South by Southwest. So okay. at some point in the next month or two, we'll get them. We're gonna talk to them about that whole transition. But anyway, they one of them see was, how big of a one of them was took? friends with Mike D. So he like emailed me one day, and I had already started the website foodisthenewrock.com, where we were like kind of just posting shit where food and music intersected, and he knew that I had, and that's we kind of did that to kind of lay the groundwork for the podcast. And one day because the me, very first episode is Mike D yeah, and, and Roy Choi. Yeah, and he called me up and he was like, dude, he's like, would you want to interview Mike D for your Food is a New Rock thing? And I was like, is that a serious question? <laughs> uh, You're like, I don't listen to country. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I was just like, this, that's literally the dumbest question. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, of course. Right, like, right. yes. I was like, will he let me record it and put it out <laughs> as a podcast because we want to start this podcast and that would be, you know, fun. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm sure he would. Like, I know he's doing this thing with Roy Choi at, at Mocha. Uh, they're doing this, like, art installation and Roy Choi is going to be cooking and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, we could have him oh. and Roy Choi together. And he was doing this art installation. He was excited to talk about it. And I kind of – I knew Roy just from being around L.A. Mm-hmm. and his restaurant. Everybody knows Roy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I hung out with him this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big deal. Um, I don't feel bad saying that because I listened to a podcast today where uh, Jason Stewart said numerous times – Oh, I've been to Soho House a bunch of times. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, that's, uh, yeah, of course, of course. Names have. have been dropped. When you put time. it in that context, <laughs> names have been dropped. It's a, it sounded a lot cooler when I was saying it. So, uh, so, so Roy was like, oh, Mike D's going to do this? Yeah, I'll do it. Like, and I know Zach. Right. And, and Mike D was like, oh, Roy knows Zach. He's going to do it. I'll do it. So that's... they both thought the other one was going to do it. And they both said yes. Mm. And I was willing to go to the art installation during Classic power their move. press day 
where like Mike D was kind of hanging out and doing like little bits of press. They gave me half an hour with the two of them. We recorded it, put that out as like a uh, kind of like a what's the uh, like, teaser? teaser? Yeah, like yeah. a teaser episode. Like kind of like a this is what we're going to be launching in a couple months. Here's the first one. And then the funny thing was is that I really wanted Jonathan Gold to be the first guest. Because he, he uh, for people who don't music. know, yeah. music, yeah, yeah, he was the intersection of music and food, yeah, and he's a he's a Pulitzer Prize winning food author, but the he only got, he got his start writing about hip hop in L.A. in the '90s, so he was like the big. So I really wanted to talk to him about that, so I emailed him and was like, "Will you do this? I want you to be the first one." He never emailed me back, and he's notoriously hard to kind of yeah. track down and get it done. We put out that Mike D episode. Hey, he returned my email, and we, got, and we got him. And then David Chang, I also knew from New York, so he was coming to town around the same time as all that was happening. And I was like, "Dude, I was like, will you come on the podcast?" I was like, "We got Mike D and Roy Choi. Jonathan Gold's going to be our first episode. Will you be the second episode?" David Chang was like, "Yeah, of course." Hmm. And then once we got those three guys, like nobody, or those like four or five guys, because it was you know Roy Choi. Mm-hmm. And but once we did those three episodes. There was nobody that we approached to do the show that was like, oh, I'm more famous than – like yeah. no chef is like, oh, I'm more famous than David Chang right, right. Jonathan Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, Oz behind the curtain. So that's it. That's, so that's it. That's it. Done. That's it. Like we just got super lucky. Like that's the, the moral of the story. It's great. Like so – But also basically deserve, what I'm saying is – But deservedly is, so. I mean there's there's some luck involved but there's also some – some quality. And yeah, you had you had to will that to happen. What I'm saying doubt. is, is you made a huge mistake yes, making thinking, me the yeah. second guest yeah. of your food <laughs> podcast. Like you really, I see that now. Go, you needed to go far <laughs> bigger than that because then by episode ten, like people look and they're like Zach, bro- like no one good has done uh, this. And mm-hmm. we got yeah, and then you got to get me again, like because Matt Kang won't show up. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, if. If uh, if the the hosts of the show weren't so dynamic, we'd really be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I, I I need to go back and listen to Is those. That a good story. I think that's early so episodes. fucking boring. That I think it's a fantastic story. One hundred percent. I'm Jewish. I need constant affirmation no. for everything. You I did know. good, Zachy. <laughs> so annoying. Like that. Uh, You're Jewish. I'm trying not to <laughs> rub your head. Right now. <laughs> 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 we love it. We look Jewish I as fuck, it. so I can say it all day long. <laughs> But also, I mean, you, you mentioned the luck, and, and but also you've gotten these guests on, done fantastic podcasts with them, and that's only you clearly snow- have not listened to the show I that have, much, have, <laughs> indeed. But also, it, it continues. I mean, at a certain point, if you weren't intelligently talking about food and music at the same time, you got a few people in the beginning. But that's only just a start, and and the qualities continued over and over and over, and that's I mean that's credit to yourself also. Well, I will say, which you don't want to give obviously, and you keep self-deprecating. But it's an outstanding podcast. Everybody who says no, I'm always like, oh god, they listen to the podcast and that's terrible, (laughs) and that's why they say no. And then everyone who says yes, I'm always like, oh these people, (laughs) like what what suckers? Like, do we have kids to go to school together? Do you know my wife? No, oh you know Jason Neroni. So who is that. So who who give me some no's? I want to hear some people who have said no. Who've said no? Ooh, well, dirty, I mean, dirty. Uh, I imagine it's more bands than chefs. Well, I mean, listen, like the it is. I mean, it is definitely harder. The the 
we've gotten Cold ar- we've gotten arguably some of the most famous chefs there are mm-hmm. like without a doubt like, uh, I mean, you've, you had like Wolfgang David Puck. Chang Wolfgang Puck like we got Wolfgang Puck the other day like he's yeah, arguably Wolfgang right. Puck man Whereas, yeah, gnarly. we can't like we he's can't in the get, freezer aisle yeah we can't get the Wolfgang Puck of music like we've you know right like, I don't know if you want the Wolfgang Puck of music. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I would. I don't know who is the Wolfgang Puck of music. You too. I would. I mean, Chef Gordon, bro. Uh, Dude, Chief I mean, ba- listen, Bono's a part owner Chief in uh, Spotted Pig. I mean, I would definitely talk oh. to Bono. Um, oh. But I would too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're right. It's definitely hard. The music people are way harder. You have to get. You have to be more on the cusp. So, like Action Bronson, we got a week before he signed his deal with Vice, um, and like it was, he was on my radar just because I had watched his videos and I was like, "This guy's amazing. I just want to talk to him." And he was starting to get more known, but like wasn't a household name like he is now. And we that was like a straight up hustle, and I didn't even know if it was going to happen. We were at lunch at noon, and his plane was landing at twelve fifteen, and we were just waiting for his like manager or whoever was with him to call us and let us know what time they were going to be at Alchemist Studio, so we could go to Alchemist Studio, uh, and like the fun. guy like and you're on rapper time, yeah, and it was like we did <laughs> yeah. not know, and literally like. Got the call. He'll be there in 20 minutes. We were like, fuck, like, you know, booked it over to that studio. Got some blunts. Uh, I mean, there was definitely a... Um, Sweet and sour grape swishers. There was definitely a... Uh, what was that Atlanta hip-hop movie? Um, hustle and flow. Hustle and flow. There was definitely a hustle and flow <laughs> vibe to Alchemist Studio with, like, you know, just, like, random women walking in and out, drug mm-hmm. dealers, some white guy. You're like, how, why is... Actually, we might have been those guys. Did you turn a trick for a microphone, guys. by the way? <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. You're like, no, no snitching, by the way. <laughs> that white no guy snitching. is the engineer. But uh, at the uh, at the very end... Uh, <laughs> at the, the very lawyer. End, his, yeah. his weed dealer did show up, and he... Uh, Dude. With a giant bag of weed. Uh, it's a good thing that he didn't show up with no weed. <laughs> that'd be the shittiest <laughs> weed dealer ever. Did you, did you smoke weed? Oh, I did not. I did oh, not. Come on. I, um, I don't know. I've gotten to the point now where We've I'm, so, a, a I'm so old that brownie? I'm scared what's going to happen if I do yeah. that. Because weed's a lot different now than when oh, I was a kid. It is. <laughs> sure, in sure. The, a whole in the, in the 90s. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, so I'm kind of scared now. Uh, <clears throat> but actually, I, I was thinking I might smoke weed soon. This is a fucking old guy shit. Because we talked to uh, Shep Gordon um, oh yeah, that was probably from, one of my favorite episodes that you did. Superman, Superman, yeah, and mm. he's like this. Uh, for people who don't know who Chef Gordon is, he's this. He was Alice Cooper's manager and managed all these amazing musicians, and then got into like managing other people. Like uh, I think he managed Mike Myers for a while, or at least he was good friends with Mike no, Myers. No, what it still is, I think. Yeah, because he Mike Myers is the one who made the documentary. Yep. And um, rule one, get the money. And then he was the one who managed all the original like chefs like Emeril. Yeah. He managed Emeril and turned Emeril into. So Ooh. a lot of people credit him with creating the celebrity chef, the celebrity chef, chef branding. Right. Because he came up with the idea of taking these chefs. And Guy turning Fieri, them into Duff people, Goldman, like bringing them on. out of the kitchen. And so they made this documentary about him and. Uh, so for him, I really wanted to get him on the podcast. I mean, he's like the embodiment of our thesis. And he was like, can you, he's like, can we do it in a car on the way to the airport? And I'm like, 
Sure. Uh, I will yes. podcast with Shep Gordon. Yeah. It's like uh, Wayne's World too. So yeah. yeah. Mr. Big. We did this call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Big. So we uh, we did the podcast on the way to the airport, and then we get to the airport, and he's like, do you smoke weed? And I was like, I mean, I'm not against it. And he was like, here. And he gave. he's like, I can't take this on the plane. Ooh. And so I have Shep Gordon's weed... Like uh, you got the Shep weed disp- in the in the in the still, dispenser canister. Keep snitching, by the way. Keeps him really fresh. It is still as fresh as it was when he gave it to me. It's weed. Oh, each morning, open it up and sniff it and be well, like, "Not today." Well, so <laughs> my wife, today. my wife and I had a, had our third child nine months ago. Ooh, thank uh, you, Shep. So we're uh, we're a little busy, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but there was a moment like a few weeks ago where we were out of the out of the weeds finally a little bit. And I was like, ah, maybe nice. it's time to you call your out. children the weeds. And so yeah. I kind of opened it up I and would. smelled it, and it was because actually another friend of mine who I drove to the airport was like, I Snoop Dogg, I can't take this, uh, <laughs> I can't take this on the plane with me, weed. and gave me her weed and her one hitter, and I was like, oh, maybe I should use this for Chef Gordon's weed, and I was like, man, if you like smoking weed, you should literally. Offer a ride to Take the airport. Take your friends to the airport. <laughs> Broke stoners that smokes, start a food yeah, podcast. Everybody here that it, smokes weed, you should drive them to the in airport. In town to California yeah. on vacation. I just mm. bought too much weed. I was in Cali. I just <laughs> couldn't help myself. It's, it's just everywhere. I mean, at a certain point, you're just like, I was given too much weed. Do you have yeah. any friends that do any like a little bit harder stuff? Yeah. Are you looking for a cookie <laughs> dinner? Or you got any buddies here? into Xanax at all? Something so you can old. dip in chocolate. I am so old. <laughs> well, you know, if you if you want to start getting into weed, just talk to me. I'll give you a little, give you some starter pack. You live in tips California. on how to. Well, you know, if if you're older and you're not used to the newer weed and you're afraid of it, there's ways of. Getting into it, no what, what's mellow the, uh, edibles. What's the because uh, I'm in the same way. That makes you forget you have three kids. <laughs> Coke. <laughs> That's Cocaine. called Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. Uh, Adultery. God, I feel I'm really not that old. I'm only thirty. <laughs> no, you're not that. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, I'm not that old. But, but I'm saying, like, for all all of us here, like, we've you know smoked weed when we were you know 19 and had a blast and not a care in the world and then when you're in your 30s weed is a lot like either if you're still a career smoker at 30 you're either a millionaire or things ain't going so hot for you and if you're not you're afraid of weed nowadays because it's just so strong that's me that's yeah, me yeah. and and i gotta say but what Completely. intrigues me about it and, and you also me, have i got bills to pay i got kids what, i got what, what am i gonna do with my really life i really want to get back into it is because i've heard that no I've calories heard that all the things that i didn't like about weed in college in the 90s such as i've heard are now can be removed depending on which strain you choose so if you don't like the munchies like that's because mm-hmm. that was my biggest problem is I'd smoke weed and then I would fucking eat so much, which I do not need help with. Right. You're already fine and on that. On that. I guess it served you well now a in lot, this like, future. Like, so many you got a lot of work in early so in those weed smoking college days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally talking like General So's chicken literally sent me to the hospital. And I don't mean that literally in the like 2015 millennials the, way. The David I mean, Cross, it like actually, literally. No. It like actually you ate so much chicken that you went to the hospital. I ate so much General So's chicken in college that I had to go to the hospital. So, like oh. the RA yelled like, we got a bleeder. Like, <laughs> and it was like, I, General like, South's like chicken. I straight up like got an ambulance to the hospital. Uh, I think it was an ambulance. I might have driven myself. <laughs> I don't remember. How much like, those are we talking here? I mean, we're talking like uh, f- every night. 
for my fourth so this was me- last for week? my fourth meal. Last week? Yeah. yeah, your fourth meal. Yeah, the fourth meal. Well, I guess there wasn't a first meal because you never ate breakfast because you didn't right. wake up till like noon. <laughs> so it was like dining right. hall at one, yep. dining hall at six or seven, and then midnight rolls around and you're ordering delivery like from uh, Golden Light in Davis Square. Best General Tso's chicken I have ever had in my life. Is it still there? It is, but they're only open at night for fatties. Like they don't. <laughs> they are not. A, I went back to Boston like for a fatties year ago, of the night, and I wanted to eat there. Yeah. But we were only in that neighborhood during the day. You're only there till and 10 p.m. Yeah, they so you couldn't get any food. Open. <laughs> and I would literally, I got ate so much of that General Tso's chicken like every night. And did it, it did it live up? Did it? Tastes just as good as it used to? We couldn't get it because they were closed during the day. What did they do to you in the hospital Uh, (laughs) other uh, than laugh? (laughs) That is honestly honestly what they did. They were like, yeah, you just uh, eventually you'll start farting and you'll feel a lot better. Like that's... Here's That's some cool. water for the they, MSG they, they, and sodium. Put, We're going to put you on a drip. on a fucking drip. Exactly. They fucking put me on a drip. Why would you water? Of what? They, they hook me up saying. with water they for hydration. They gave you saying. They gave you a exact, saline drip. That's Dude, a placebo effect. This is not a joke. Fuck that no, is what not. they did. No, no, no. There was no I'm, medicine. I'm, they hooked me up to water and were like, eventually you'll fart it out. And it'll be better. And that's what happened. They faked it. Did they put you like in a closed and like... Tubed off. I was, like, in, like I was a, in a bubble. Like, is oh. that guy, they forced me to shotgun my own farts <laughs> to, to keep me from eating General Tso's again. They just all work. came in in hazmat didn't suits work. to like check and see if you're didn't okay. Work. Were you handcuffed to the side of so so, so you couldn't get the, the chopsticks? T- the term is hot box, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. This is uh, God. You you totally Mark Marin me here. Yeah, can't believe we got it's into this. This is all right, true. Buddy. Done it again. This is the dark recesses of my uh, mm-hmm. of my life here that we're delving into. Mm. I've got a side note question. Show me on the podcast where he touched you. Snowballing <laughs> from the amazing guests you've had. Do you have agreements with some of your guests about signing off? On the podcast before it's aired? No, I've never done that. That's insane. Yeah. Because when you look at the list of guests you have, to imagine that they don't have final approval for airing that stuff. That, oh, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that to me is unheard of for that kind of, you know, that kind of exposure. I mean, I mean we don't have a reputation for that kind of thing, so I don't know, like, what a guy like Mark Marin has to do or, you know, where, or where guests kind of know they're going to... but. You know that they know they're going to delve into that kind of stuff. They might say some happen, shit. I also yeah, don't know how it exists. You know, in, in general, in the larger podcast. Are you world, a lawyer but... or no? Okay, <laughs> I've done That's some. A... I've done some documentary producing, and so it's a lot of legal work. And well, imagining having these guests come on, and the roads you can take them down, and what they'll talk about, especially crossing between music and food, which can go in a lot of fun ways. Well, first of all, that's one benefit of not making any money. Right. No one cares because, sure. like, they know you know they know you're not profiting. But even when it. it's free, because I've and done nonprofit like, stuff, they'll also, still like, want to know. Documentary is a big difference. I mean, doc- you're talking about sitting down with someone for 45 minutes, and they can be guarded. Right. Whereas, like these other kinds of media, you know, if you're following someone around with a camera in their day to day life, then they're all of a sudden worried. Like, and we've had guests on, like Alice Gornishelli, like brought her daughter, her like eight year old daughter, to the podcast, who was super cool, played the drums, like because we podcast in a music studio and like but at at some point like 
at one point, like, she said something about her daughter. Or, like, there was a part at the beginning where her daughter was actually on the microphone or whatever. And she was like, can you just edit that out? Like, I don't want my daughter, like, on the podcast. Like, she drummed and we put that on the podcast and that was cool. But she didn't want, like, her daughter talking or, like, any kind mm-hmm. of... She said like, something about Israel and you're just like, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, Next you know, so, like, I mean, and then there was the, the C.J. Jacobson episode, which was, mm. which was the controversial My tall one. bro? Cause I, we, I didn't listen to that. What we happened? We do the whole... Uh, I, I love the part, like, how Nerdist just kind of starts talking. The mics are already on when the guest walks in. Yeah, yeah, And they yeah. just kind of talk. And then, like, 15 minutes into the podcast, the guest is like, wait, have we started? Right. And they're like, yeah, dude, this is it. This is podcasting. Right, right. And that always, like, I was really... You hear a door slam shut, and, it and was a, like, we lost our guest. <laughs> <laughs> and that, to me, was, like, a real, like, appeal of the medium, is that you really felt like you were kind of... And it puts the guest at ease, and then they're just kind of shooting the shit. Because mm-hmm. the minute these microphones turn off, like we're going to be way more entertaining than 100%. we are with the mics on. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, oh, mic is on. Look at me. I'm being funny. <laughs> Doing my shtick. Like, whatever. Or, you know, or for you know, famous chefs and stuff, like they're like spouting their, you know, like the stuff they do at every interview right, or whatever. Right, right. Um, so what's, what's uh, CJ so with CJ, CJ is the really tall guy who's on Top Chef. He, he, and he, has he came a, on and he started uh, talking shit about Top Chef people so. uh, when he first sat down. And 10 minutes in, he was like, wait, have we started? And we were like, yeah, dude. And he was like, Ugh. and then at the end of the podcast, I was like, dude, if you want me to edit that out, I will totally edit that stuff out. Like, we don't want to. And he's like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, ah, it's fine. I don't give a shit. Like, I didn't say anything that like was really offensive. But then when the episode came out, the people he was talking about. We're like, what the fuck, dude? And then he called me and he's like, dude, I don't, you know, like, I feel really bad. Like, I wasn't, like, I was just joking around. Like, and these people took it really seriously and were kind of pissed about it. And, like, what should we do? And I was like, listen, man, like, I can, you know, and someone, like, a blog picked it up or something and wrote about it. Right. And I was like, listen, I can edit it now after the fact, but I honestly don't think it's that big a deal. It just feels like it in the heat of the, you know, whatever. And now, It'll like, pass. you know. Of course, now that I'm promoting it again, maybe that's maybe you well, won't be happy about that. Still up on that listening. Was he, was he talking shit? Up? What's his name? Mars? What, not is that the guy? Like the little? No, he was just he just like made a couple jokes like about like I don't even remember. This better be fucking it was a while good, ago. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Promote, promote, promote. Yeah, I want to get. I want to rock.com. Go download our old episodes. <laughs> Hundred and thirty of them. I want to. I want to get CJ on this podcast just because we're like the same height. I already moved. I want to be in the same oh, yeah, room like as Chicago you and CJ. Or I want a photo with me in between you and CJ. We can do or that. Or you and Mike McGinnis. Either one. It'll work either way. The comedy. Mike. Well, nobody. This is not good for the podcast. But Mike McGinnis. I used to work at Circuit City with him in Newport Beach when I was a teenager. That is crazy. He taught me everything I knew about that selling is... computers. And uh, maybe ten years after that, I played poker with that guy. And oh, you're right. a poker man for a long time. Yeah, I'm a big poker guy. Did you leave with more money or less money in your pocket? Uh, when I was playing with Mike, uh, I don't know. You know, I wonder what Mike would say. He would probably say that. He would probably say that usually. He'd probably say that I was one of the most fun people to take money from because <laughs> whenever he took money from me, that. I got fucking furious. Like there were times where I got so mad at Mike, like because he he is a classic like poker donkey. 
Like in the sense that Don't he care. plays some of the most ridiculous hands. Like just so when he beats you with those hands, he fucking sticks it in you. Do in seven offsuit most, coming yeah, like, in yeah. hard. Like he'll he'll so and that's actually what makes a decent poke. Like you can like be that. a good winning poker player in that way because if you give away small bits of money playing those hands, if you know when to throw those hands away, you end up making up for it when you end up beating. A tight player like me, you end up beating me for a gigantic hand because in my mind, there's no way oh. you could have the crappy hand that you're representing. You said the precedent, yes. Like, yeah. Okay. And so, like, yeah, we had... Back uh, after the break on Deuces Wild, yeah. podcast.com. <laughs> no way you've got the 3-6 for that boat. Yeah, That's there's no way, it. right? No way. And then you would have it, and I would get so fucking mad. Is your wife glad that online gambling is illegal now? My wife, actually, my poker. She's my, the dealer. My one, my one year of poker playing in L.A. that where I played a lot with Mike McGinnis. My one year of poker playing ended up buying her her wedding ring and engagement ring. So wow. That's a I don't know if it was personal. I want to hear this story. Yeah. You're, you're, so you quit. Yeah, your girlfriend yeah. Uh, just made a much nicer face than when I was talking about the General So's farting. <laughs> <laughs> the total opposite face. Yeah, well, I mean, for good reason. <laughs> at the Commerce, at the bike? No, it was actually... Uh, home games. At the dirty, dirty, it was mostly home games. Dirty podcast home games. It was right. mostly... Was Steve Aoki at those games? No, but I did... I, I've been to a few I McGinnis have, Aoki games. I, played, I have played poker with Steve Aoki once or twice in New York. Uh... Yeah, years back, he would not remember me. Pay this man his money. <laughs> I used to, <laughs> yeah, he used to yeah. just text me at one in the morning, like, "Come over, hundred dollar, hundred dollar hands." Those are the that, like, no such a like we just fished in, bro. No. Fished in. I mean, the funny part about those Get when, the when I first started playing poker in LA, I had no money. I worked at a radio station here and like made no money, had no money, was scared shitless of playing poker. And I got invited to one of those Hollywood games where, like, a lot of people, there were some a couple good players, but then there were a lot of people, and this is not Mike, but other people playing, who didn't know anything about poker, just like to get drunk and go back to some, like, celebrity actor's house and play poker. Mm-hmm. And the, the stakes were, like, a couple hundred dollar buy-in, which I know now <clears throat> there are even more in the game, but these were early days. So, like, a couple hundred dollar buy-in, which for these guys was nothing. For me, it was, like, That's more insane. money than I'd ever gambled in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was, like, my whole weekend in Vegas money. And I was scared shitless, but the first couple times I played, I was just super tight. Like, for people who don't know poker, that's just, like, really conservative. Only playing when I had, like, decent hands. And after, like, the first two or three times I played, I won money. And I just took that money and put it in, like, a can in my shitty, like, apartment on Franklin. Like, kind of... Your Lake Crusade Fund. A few miles down the road from Mm -hmm. here. And I just played, like, the whole year with that money. And some nights I would lose, like, a shitload of money. Like more money than like how much? Like the most I ever lost was probably like eight hundred to a thousand bucks, which to some people does not seem like a like to degenerate gamblers maybe is like Mike McGinnis has lost way more money than that in a single sitting. <laughs> I am positive, mm-hmm. but like me, like that was like. But at that point, I had won enough that like I could cover bad nights like that, and like those games were the best. Like back in the day, mm-hmm. before people really knew how to play, and people just were willing to like you know, piss away one or two hundred dollars yeah. and you got like ten, fifteen of those guys playing and they're all over the course of a night and they're all drunk and like whatever and you know 
I mean, you got like you know thousands of dollars on the table. Mm-hmm. What kind of food is it? These games. Oh, uh, Damiano's Pizza. Every, uh, every time delivery, oh. delivery. And let me tell you, dude, that shit was fucking good. I don't know what any. I don't know what happened to Damiano's. Like, how long have you or, lived here? I didn't realize. Well, no. So I actually I lived here. Now, right? I lived here for yep. two ben years had. before I moved to New York. Oh. So this was like ten. Maybe twelve years ago, when I did my poker playing, I lived here for I don't remember the year. It must have actually it was yeah. right before two thousand six, so it must have been two thousand three. It must have been two thousand four and two thousand five. Mm. And uh, Damiano's was great, man. I don't know if it got bad because everyone <clears throat> when I moved back here before they closed, everyone was like, "That place is terrible." It probably got worse, but my we brother and I, when we were in Orange County. Coming up to L.A. before we were even 21. Like oh, yeah. We early 2000s. Right after high school for me. And we would go there after going out to the club or whatever. And it would be pitch black. The pizza was pretty good. I was actually just I talking about... I was into it. But it was like... It was so dark in there. And it was open 24 hours. And it was just like a... It, it felt so New York. I've never stepped into that place. It was so sus, yeah, I've dude. only eaten that pizza, like, delivered oh, to poker good games. I've n- I don't even know what Zach, it I, looked like. I was vegan. I'd go there. I They would take the cheese off of the cheese slice <laughs> and be like, here's your vegan pizza, sir. I was like... Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> and, that, and that's the first time I ever had uh, Susie Sarsaparilla. The fact that they even there. did that for you is yeah. why that place is not a New York pizza place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is straight up L.A. bullshit right there. Why was this? I mean, no, that's, that's, vegan is the like, you want a vegan L.A. or not. We were like, we were just, the off and throw them a, we were hardcore kids. Like, here you go, you dumb shit. Here, here, if you're going to eat this <laughs> vegan pizza, then that was me. I was like, 50 cents extra. Yeah. Uh, one of my old uh, music directors at a radio station I worked at in Boston was on the opposite diet of that where he would get free pizza from the record label reps and he would peel the cheese off the top and just eat the cheese. I respect that. Whoa. It was fucking disgusting to watch. I bet it tasted great. Never heard oh, of this. Oh my god. It's uh, it's called the Atkins diet. <laughs> how long has he oh, how long ago since he passed? Ago. Yeah, right. Uh, he South passed Beach. he passed Beach around Beach. the time that he died along with radio sometime, like, okay. a few years back. I remember he that. was killed by radio. <laughs> yeah. Is that Shug Knight? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, dog. You know, don't talk about him like that. Well, Zach, uh, we, we're going to wrap this pot up as much as I hate to. Did we? Did you get everything you wanted? Was this entertaining? I can't imagine. It was entertaining. We've listening. only scratched the surface of of you talking about your gambling and drug problems. <laughs> we'll finish off with a trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. The third time that we're really gonna we're gonna see tears. Um, general, general, so's tears are going to come down. Um, thank you so much for doing this. As always, you are the super munch. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, Food is the new rock is the podcast that yes. you do. One day, I might have even a fraction of a Jonathan Gold on this podcast. Probably not. It's, yeah. It's, uh, good luck with that. Thank you. And I don't mean that as a knock on you. I mean that as a knock on Jonathan Gold. Man is impossible to track down. Mm. It's kind of his thing. It is his thing. He's a like, Bigfoot. <laughs> the white buffalo. <laughs> Both in literal appearance and in mysteriousness. He is a weird dude. TheStewPodcast.com is our website. All the episodes are there. You can go on iTunes and subscribe if you like. Tell a friend. Tell a bro. Or give us a nice review. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff at them jeans. Stewie? Uh, Twitter, Stewie Stewart. Andre has no social media as always, but he's just still cruising and being an awesome guy. Zach, people can follow you on Twitter and Instagram. 
food is the new rock on Instagram and food is new rock on Twitter because I'm old and don't know how to use social media. <laughs> I mean, and you mean like so old that you speak like a caveman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Food is new rock now. Uh, food is the new rock is one character too long. Food is the new rock with no K is already taken by some fucking squatter. So we were food is new rock. And then Instagram, it's hard out here, it buddy. was available, so I took it because I'm not going to make my Instagram food is new rock if I can have food is the new rock. I'm like caveman so lawyer. fucking angry. Caveman lawyer. Phil Harmon, caveman lawyer. Food is new rock. Food is new rock. Oh, yeah. If you want to see me, just but, come to goodgirl.net. That's, that's the best place to find Yeah, come see Stewie at goodgirl.net in Highland Park, California. IRL, Avenue 56. Home of a delicious banh mi, french mm-hmm. fry, porridge, etc. Hootie who. All right, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.